great this is perfect Thanks. this is exactly what we need coming back from our uh, <laughs> our impromptu hiatus yeah um but hey listen you know what that was then this is now and we're here and we're we're recording another one of these bad boys uh hot hot off the sorry uh, my light got brighter over here hot off the uh the uh, <laughs> kitchen stove and uh yeah now we're back <laughs> yeah they're going to be able to tell that we've not done this for a while because uh-huh. yeah we're, no, but we're it's great. this is this is the kind of uh real life you know behind the scenes kind of stuff that people love exactly that's what i like to tell myself too <laughs> <laughs> all right what are we doing today john well john uh in case everybody forgot that's john i'm john oh. this is oh, john yeah, slash john. john we're <laughs> we talk about uh horror movies and uh and and other such spooky things uh i'm a horror fan i'm not really not so much <laughs> <laughs> and somehow i've convinced him to watch a bunch of scary shit with me uh and today we're gonna talk about a uh a new release fresh from the mind of jordan peele nope Yes, nope. Right off the bat, I I have so far, I've seen two of the three, but so far of those two, uh, Jordan Peele has not missed. I mean, admittedly, I'm not a big like like we said, I'm not a big big horror guy, but um, mm-hmm. there's just something about the way he understands filmmaking and cinema and just how to really structure a story that. It, it just kind of crosses, uh, checks off all the boxes there. And yeah, nope, just a really kind of uh, general reaction. I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've seen all three of Jordan Peele's uh, uh, films, Get Out, Us, and now Nope. Yeah, man, it, it's, Nope is so fantastic. Loved it, loved it. Um just get that out of the way now. I've I've loved every single one of his films. Get Out is a masterpiece in mm-hmm. suspense and tension and uh, all that sort of stuff. Us is way more of a... Where Get Out is a possession film, Us is way more of a slasher. Uh, mm. it's, it's a lot more uh intense it's a lot more you know there's definitely some more brutality uh but it's it's so good and then nope is way more of a spectacle alien invasion kind of film but in all three the the common thread is you can tell jordan peele takes a lot of cues from alfred hitchcock He's, he's very influenced by Hitchcock and his ability to play with tension and play with 
you know, the, the breath before the gasp kind of thing. Um, and uh, they each have some sort of socio-political commentary that they're trying to discuss. Yeah. Where, uh, get, yeah. No, no, please continue. Uh, just uh, Get Out is talking about the Black experience in America and um, the, the white obsession with the black experience. Um, mm. Yeah. I, I think that there's, there's something to say there. And then us, it drops the black white perspective and makes it way more introspective of just us as a human being and us as a society and mm-hmm. what our inner demons, how do we confront those? How do we move forward within ourselves? Um, I think you and I are planning on doing a, a, Jordan Peele double feature coming up here and we can go way more in depth with both of these later. Um, yeah. So, so focusing up on Nope, Nope is way, it, it, Oh my God. Nope is a film about film and about our yeah. obsession with tragedy and, and how we, what we watch and why we watch things and what, what that says about us. Yeah, so this was a movie that, admittedly, we were actually going to record an episode right after we saw it, but I I sat with this movie for quite some time, just trying to mm-hmm. think about what I just watched, and in a good way. I mean, this this movie was simultaneously not what I was expecting it to be, and also by doing so surpassed all of my expectations. I really, really enjoyed this movie just as a movie. It was, it was fantastic. Um, But I was, I was thinking about it a lot because on one hand, and this kind of goes in, it's wrapped into everything you just said. Um, At one point I was thinking this movie kind of is talking about, uh, animals and how animals are used in film. I don't think it's necessarily that's that's the focal point, but uh I do think that there's there's some mention of that and they kind of mention it in the in the context of the movie about um trying to uh train a predator or train a beast if mm-hmm. you will and uh they have this really gruesome um hint of a scene that comes later in the movie with uh with Gordy's home um the opening we get uh and we just hear a lot of the uh the audio of this of this you know thing that happened and we see the full scene we see the full context later oh yeah we should say just right off the bat spoilers obviously this is a fairly new release uh if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it go see nope go see nope right this second uh try and go in with as little information as possible because it really is uh, a remarkable film uh, if you know nothing about it. it. It just, it makes the surprises all the better and it it has a really great impact if you, if you don't, if you go in with an open mind. Um, so that being said, everything up until this point has been pretty spoiler free. Our initial reactions, I think we both can agree. Fantastic goddamn movie. Please go see this. 
And now we enter spoiler zone. So moving forward, <laughs> thank spoilers, you. go. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. I, I completely, I come on, people, see movies on my schedule. Come on. Uh, no, <laughs> um, uh, no, but um, when we talk about uh, the, the Gordy's home scenes, uh, the, even a little bit we got at the beginning, I, I was like, wait, isn't this movie about, why are we seeing this? And the way they loop it back in um, and just kind of influencing that uh, uh, that kind of ideology about trying to uh, tame something that could not and should not be tamed. Um, in the case of Gordy's home, again, spoilers, uh, it was a, a chimp, um, was one of the actors in this show, and it heard a, a noise and freak the fuck out. Um and then one of the character one of the one of the actors in the in the movie ended up making kind of a a career out of this tragedy which kind of clearly fucked him up but also um it's kind of that obsession with finding that moment and capitalizing on it. So after sitting with this and kind of reading a little bit about it it's kind of an interesting commentary on the lengths that filmmakers, artists, creators, whatever whatever term you want to use, are obsessed with that, like that perfect shot and that perfect thing that this is going to be the thing that fixes everything. Um, and all the shit we'll put ourselves through just to get that thing. Um, and I just found that very, very interesting. And how it does kind of loop in a lot of other aspects, because that was one of the first things I thought of was, I was like, was it like the commentary on like, you know, because there's a lot of animals in this movie, also a lot of CGI animals, thankfully. Um, uh, but like it's a lot of, all, with all the horses and how they're used and how they're treated and how they're viewed. Um, and then, of course, they mentioned the Gordy's home thing. And then trying to like, you know, the big jupe trying to train the thing before I don't want to get too, too far ahead of myself. Uh, so it was just an interesting way to, to incorporate that kind of aspect of it, especially because mm. the whole movie is about, well, not the whole movie, but the catalyst the movie is about, these are professional Hollywood horse trainers. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, it, there's a lot, even, st- even now I'm still like, thinking about like why why were certain things added into this movie um so yeah there's so many layers to this movie um which is a huge reason why i love it and why i think it it's as successful as it is um i think you're absolutely right that there is a huge commentary on how we utilize uh, animals and not just animals, but even our own performers and, and our own creatives and how we utilize people and try and like you said, yeah, find that perfect shot, the length we will push people uh, to creating this sort of thing. I just read an article uh, about Marvel and the, um, the lengths that they're putting their VFX teams to and uh with their recent comic-con announcements you know they have back-to-back high cg projects coming out and these vfx workers are overworked and underpaid and have not unionized and like you know it's terrible and it's just this 
what we are doing to create spectacle and and who we are hurting in the process of getting spectacle i think is is such a huge focal point of this story and i think you add in um because this was the first thing that i thought of when i saw the chimp and and the chimp story was um stepping outside of hollywood and outside of the creative sphere um our obsession with recording any kind of tragedy you know and mm-hmm. and uh because gordy was just doing what he does he's an animal you know like he's a predator right. he, he was just he was just reacting there's no there was nothing malicious about it it was just what was happening um and i think that scene when uh steven yun as a kid is under the table and he's scared and the chimp you know brings out his his fist uh as a sign of peace you know that's that is a a a a submissive sign in in the ape community i think that scene is so important because then they shoot him immediately like he was calm he was done it was over and yet we still had to take him out and so i think that there's something there uh when you think about our you know the world and how we have to constantly be on our phones recording anything that's going on and then we damn people so immediately before we get to see their full context um yeah i think i think there's something there as well but i i yeah the the overall hollywood creative story is so interesting as well um yeah yeah that's that's yeah, what i've I, got going on in my head i think <laughs> absolutely no i i completely agree and i think i think that's so interesting to to point out our obsession with tragedy and like i mean because of the nature of who jordan peele is and the kind of things he brings to light especially with his prior works um <clears throat> Yeah, everyone is is obsessed with some sort of tragedy, and I think that's why people's reactions now are to film on their camera, you know, on their on their phones, everything that happens. And to a certain extent, that's great because at least you know if there's some wrongdoing happening, whether it's you know some woman yelling at someone walking in their neighborhood, or if it's like a cop, you know, shooting someone. Um, not to get like too too dark, but uh No, but let's let's go there for sure. Yeah, if you know, or or anyone, you know. Um so and again it's it's great for accountability, but the fact that all of these videos, particularly videos of people getting shot and sometimes those shootings result in them dying, like you're essentially watching someone be killed. And these videos go viral. And again, the the outcome of that is a lot a community of people then you know they will they'll come to they'll come together provide assistance they can rally around it and yeah, yeah exactly but it's still the idea that now what is what is a tragedy a horrible just traumatizing moment is now a a viral phenomenon a viral sensation um and then turning that in you know monetizing that and turning that into something uh and so in the case of this movie um 
or or even demonizing it, I should say. Uh, people, you know, using, trying to find things to justify what happened to someone. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, in the case of this movie, um, this child actor who who grew up to be Stephen Yun, uh, <laughs> um, kind of rolled with it. And they still have these horrid flashbacks, but yes, they'll talk about it because they know this is what the people want. They want to know about this thing. They paid me $50,000 just to sleep in this room with all this memorabilia from this show that is a horrible traumatic event for me, but they, it pays the bills. So, um, so I think the idea that people are obsessed with tragedy is, is a very, very interesting and sadly correct one um yeah and also you think about like all the the memorabilia from people like celebrities who have either died or you know one way or another and like how their their the last article of clothing gets like auctioned off or you know their home get you know sold for triple the amount it was worth just because they they were in it and people are you know obsessed with the the celebrity tragedy um yeah, it's and going back to the Gordy symbolism in particular and horses. Um, so like when the, a horse wasn't quote unquote cooperating, they fired. Uh, they fired the folks there and brought in a. They were going to use a CGI replacement because of course you mm-hmm. just do that, right? Um, yeah, because the horse wasn't cooperating. They killed Gordy because it wasn't cooperating. Um, so it's interesting that this movie can also be like these certain themes are about control and whether you want to yeah. talk about that being humans controlling things or a certain, um, you know, Hollywood, whatever. Um, there's a million different ways to dissect it, but I feel like control is another big uh, theme in this. And ultimately, our main heroes, our protagonists of the story are trying to control and work with this thing so that they can get what they want, even though it's putting themselves I, in danger. Absolutely. And I think that there's a, a layer of, um, you know, what has the ultimate control in all of this is the camera. Right. Is the idea of, of the, re- the recording device that has the ultimate control over everybody. Uh, you know, the idea that you are being watched, the idea that I can watch you, the idea that I can, you know, all this, we're trying to get that perfect shot. The camera is the ultimate in control, which is why I think it's so brilliant. I've seen a lot of people make comments on the creature design for the alien. Yeah. uh, When it goes into its like final form. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's so brilliant that the, it looks like, a Hollywood style camera, the rectangle like that yeah. just looks like a camera lens to me. And I thought that was so perfect. I thought that was br- a brilliant subtext idea that like, yeah, no, the thing that they are chasing after this whole time is just the camera. They're just chasing a camera. I think that's brilliant. And that the camera is eating up everything. The camera is what yeah. is doing all the damage. The camera is literally eating it up as it's, as it's, going over things yeah and it's like it ha- it even has like the flash when it every time it's like getting ready to suck something up it like it it continuously yes. flashes yeah i didn't even think of that wow yeah 
and it spits up everything it doesn't want. Anything that it's is boring or is is not needed, it just spits out. It it's not it's it's ridiculous. Right. Um, I will say this movie did freak me out though because even today, because I knew um, I knew we were going to record today. Uh, I was driving home and from work and I happened to I'd be at a stoplight and I look up and I see a cloud. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I couldn't help but like think, just kind of look at it like, all right, <laughs> let me keep going. If I don't look at it. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing I loved about this movie was that it, it was so genuinely creepy. Um, and that, that was the big twist for me was that, uh, I saw, I knew from the trailers and I knew, you know, that there were going to be like aliens or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, and I, I knew there was like a, a ship or like a saucer of some kind. I was right. not expecting this, the ship itself to be the alien, to be that predator. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant twist and choice on on the part of Jordan Peele. Just a brilliant choice. Yeah, the idea that that itself was the was the thing, and it was uh, eating up everything around, and it was getting territorial. I, I just to think about what that means, and like again, this is one of those things that you can you can really dissect this in a number of different ways about how uh, whether it be we as a as a species as humans or just you know as people you know we we find a patch of land and we make it we make it our own and um and who's to say that we're not the ones intruding on this area or this thing's the thing that's intruding on our area mm-hmm. um cuz you could really make the case for either who knows how long that fucking thing was there um yeah and yeah, and I think the the idea of it just it you can't look at it. I don't know. It it was all it was nothing like I had ever seen, and it was nothing that I had would have ever anticipated it to be. Um, the idea that it its tractor beam is literally just it inhaling food yeah. <laughs> is terrifying, and the fact that whole scene oh where God. it where it just kind of sucks people up and they're just there for a hot minute. It's just holding them. Um, that's just that, terrifying. Yeah, the sequence after the, oh my God, when it sucks up the people from the rodeo or right. whatever. And like you see inside and they're just like all scrunched together. And then like something comes from the top and starts like dissolving the, per- like, oh my God, yeah. it was so, so gross and so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just so I was I was interested. Terrifying. Yeah, speaking of this sequence in particular, this I just I'm obsessed with this with the storyline. Um when uh Jupe is doing his thing, first off the the fact that his jacket um had the the saucer on it um was like uh-huh. so cheeky. I loved it. Um but he said something interesting. Um earlier in the movie he was talking to Kiki Palmer's character about uh about the tragedy uh, and Gordy's home. And she, uh, he was telling her that um, it was a normal day. And then, you know, 
it was he used a specific number. He said, I believe it was six minutes and 13 seconds of just pure terror. Um, right. Uh, and later on, we get to the sequence as he's at the, the rodeo show um, telling the people about, oh, we've got we've got a visitor from another world, blah, blah, blah. They arrived at precisely 6.13, um, 6.13 p.m. I thought, like, what's the significance behind that? Why would he use that that number? It, I mean, because it's a show. So is he, like, making that up? Did that actually happen that way? Um, yeah. And if so, like, is there any connection or significance to gordy and the alien i i don't know it's one of those that i was just thinking about that moment and just that correlation that connection for so long and i still i can't really wrap my head around it yeah that's an interesting one that's an interesting thing to point to to think of yeah because typically whenever i hear a, a number in that kind of sequence i think of like a biblical verse and i'm wondering if there's some sort of something from like 613 somewhere that says something about the beast shall invade or something you know what i mean like something like that i don't know that might be what Um, i'm looking into that'd be good Hmm. yeah yeah that was just something i i noticed in um and it it and then we didn't really find out because then that character wound up getting eaten himself um yep and the the actor who one of the actors who was mauled by the 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 chimp was there too, um, yeah. It was it was just a fascinating, um, fascinating concept. Uh, but speaking of some of the cast, uh, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, um, yeah. What, oh, what's that guy's name? Brandon the, Perea. This entire the entire cast is remarkable in this movie right jordan peele really knows how to get the best out of his cast yeah. in every film that he has done that is completely true of all of all three his casts are incredible yeah absolutely um and they i really loved about this he did it a little bit in and get out i think he does it and I, I assume he does it in all of his films um but just really not losing sense of his sense of humor. Um, mm-hmm. Cause this movie was also very funny at times. <laughs> um, and I mean, there's obviously it's, it's suspenseful, but inherently yeah. a lot of it is like goofy because you know, these they're riding horseback it, and putting up, you know, things to distract this alien that's trying to eat them. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah. And I think that he has a, um, uh, he he was doing a an interview with I think the uh, American Film Institute um, where they were talking about you know his change from comedy to horror and you know why make this change and you know what's your inspirations and everything and he was saying that he believes that comedy and horror are the s- two sides of the same coin. Mm. Uh, we whenever there is a great event in our lives a great tragedy a great fear a great anything we can we react to it in one of two ways we either get scared and run or we laugh at it right and we laugh our way through it and so it's 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 so important that horror and comedy 
blend together in some form or fashion because yeah whenever we do encounter fear yeah the only thing you can do is just get scared or laugh it off and try and walk away you know like there it's right. it's there's yeah and yeah completely true in in all three films he he always manages to squeeze in some very good laughs right and like we, we talked a little bit about when daniel kaluuya is like nope nope although i find it interesting thinking back on the scene the first time we see something like that when the uh when he's in the the fucking like the barn the stables um mm-hmm. and like lights keep turning on and shit and you see these little aliens and i was like holy shit like oh my god they're there they fucking are um and his thing is nope and he walks off but then interestingly enough what does he do next he pulls out his fucking camera phone he pulls yep. out a ca- his little flip yeah. phone that he still has and starts to record um and so even then more interested in like oh i got this now got these sons of bitches now i'm gonna record it and Mm -hmm. it's gonna make me famous um uh but then of course (laughs) the next thing that happens he punches one it turns out not to be an actual alien um but it's funny because that's like a reaction someone might have they see something super close and you're like "Ah." um yes yeah so funny and then the second time we see something like that it's actually a much more terrifying sequence when the the alien is hanging out over the house and is just spraying all the blood Mm. and excess like inorganic shit um yeah on top of the house great sequence uh but even then he finds a moment to kind of make us laugh with him like nope i'm gonna stay in my car just gonna sleep in my car (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the cast just knocked out of the park kiki palmer I mean, I love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> God bless that woman. God bless that woman. She's so funny. She's so talented. Yeah. She she does a really nice job of blending her humor and her uh, this this dramatic through line of, with her character as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the finale, her, the finale with her riding the motorcycle into town. Like that whole scene is so intense and the she sells shot? it a hundred percent of the way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she sells it all the way and it's so remarkable. She's so talented. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was just absolutely amazing. Um, and Brandon, I think his name Brandon Perea, Brandon Perea. Um, I think was his name. The, yeah, he played great. angel. He played angel in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was he in us at all? Do you know, or is he like a newcomer remember. to Peel's so. work? Yeah, he might be. In, he, I think he's new. Um, he he worked really really well in this movie. He was so fucking funny. Um, just the whole like him getting involved with this because he's going through a bad breakup. <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. So... <laughs> oh my god. Um and. Uh, yeah, the fact that he's justified by uh, Ancient Aliens on the History Channel, a show for no- notorious oh, for being yes. insane. Um, oh. uh, but yeah, I thought he was a really, really nice addition. Um, and he played off of both of them really well. He kind of could do the straight man thing when he was, you know, interacting with the Daniel chemistry character. Between all, yeah, all three of them, brilliant chemistry all the way through. Yeah. Steven Yun even, uh, 
fantastic. I thought he yeah. he he gave such a layered performance for such a short character. Uh, uh, you know, ultimately he's not in the movie very much, but when he is, you you are watching him a hundred percent of the way. Like he just he managed yeah. to capture this set you this sense of he knows what he's doing is wrong, but he also knows that it's what's necessary and like all the sort like it's just you catch all of this in his eyes and it's so wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it goes back to the whole like both control and doing what you need to be successful. Um, you know, cause his thing was like, well, I can, I can continue to feed this thing horses. They're big and meaty and uh, it will come down from my show. Um, although what I find interesting, I know at the beginning of the movie, we heard about like missing hikers and shit like that. How mm-hmm. often has this motherfucker done that? And the people who do see this show, how, how many of them are just like, oh, it's fake. Like, <laughs> like our inability yeah, right. to believe what we see anymore because of, of exactly, media. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all spectacle now. Who cares if it's real or not? It's spectacle. Wow. Did you see that? How cool. But like, right. yeah, man, you just saw something die. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Uh, and that's what what's crazy about that particular sequence again going just going back to it no one can say that it didn't happen no one can say that it did all people mm-hmm. are gonna be like it's, hey there's a group of people missing we don't know what happened yep um yep yeah it's just absolutely insane um i love the use of flashbacks uh to just kind of continue to build on character relationships um and their connections with the the horses i love that the scorpion king was something that kept coming yeah. back up. <laughs> yeah, it, this movie really is just like a... And the fact that they don't use horses in that movie, they use camels, was such a... Fu- like, you really have to... You have to know the Scorpion King, which a, a yeah. lot of people don't. <laughs> you have to really know the Scorpion King that that was a joke in that movie that they've just brought back to this completely unrelated movie. Yeah. Which is fucking funny. Um, oh. But yeah, yeah, this movie... Yeah. Ha- it's you, you. I think you nailed it right on the head. It's very layered, and it's just there's so much you can continuously kind of. I'm sure if we saw it, I'm well. I'm sure we'll watch it again. Um, but the next I, time, I I'm sure there's going to be. It again. There's going to be a, a whole round of other things that maybe we didn't even pick up on, or maybe we see differently now that we like kind of pointed these certain things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like every time this is a movie, every time you watch it you're going to pick up something different. It'll be the cause of debate in many film classes moving forward um, about yeah. what represents what. And that's that's cool because it could really be all of them. It could be all of those things and none of them at the same time. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's what makes a, a truly great movie is when you can, when multiple people can take away multiple different things from it and it all be right. That's mm-hmm. brilliant art. That is what art should be. Yeah. I loved, I loved the ending. It's one of the first things we talked about. Um, the ending of just having, having that moment where like we saw her win and she knows like she, she won by getting this, this, this shot, like the Oprah shot. Mm-hmm. The picture. Yep. Um, 
it, because all the shit they try to do with the film and the cameras, that was all moot, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. But she got her, she got the picture, and then she's just looking into the camera, and, like, you can kind of see this, like, this weight, and this, again, props to Kiki Palmer for, like, just selling the shit out of all of this. Yeah. You just see this weight, and, like, grief, she closes her eyes, opens them, and then you see the relief, and then we are revealed to Daniel Kaluuya's character, OJ. His fucking name was OJ. Yep. I can't. I, I can't. Um, but <laughs> seeing him there, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, like they showed us the reveal, which I guess some people could still be like, oh, well, she just went crazy and saw her brother. We're like, no, nah, I think that motherfucker survived. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, totally. Which I like, I wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that at all. Um, and the fact that the movie kind of starts, uh, they tell you that the first piece of film you see is a black man riding a horse. And the last thing you see in this movie is a black man on a horse. It's a black man um, riding a horse. The, the, what ushered in film and what is, uh, uh, come to save it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something else I, I thought was interesting was that the credits were the same color as OJ's, uh, hoodie. Um, I don't know why that intrigued me so much, but it didn't. <laughs> so I wanted to mention That's a, it. No, but that is an interesting detail. You're right. I didn't. I didn't even pick that. Pick that up. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. All right. But yeah. So All I. Right, Jordan Peele. Yeah. Just and I'm like, even that. I was like, can be a conversation piece about like, why the hell did he do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it. This was one that I. I'm sure. When we, when we inevitably watch it again, we could do a whole other episode about like, hey, here's some other shit we thought about. Um, yeah, totally. But yeah, it was um, it was funny and disturbing and creepy. Oh my god, it was so creepy. Yeah, like I said, very clearly Jordan Peele takes a lot of his cues from Alfred Hitchcock, and just the idea that the uh, 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 you know a scare is the bomb going off. Uh, thrill is the countdown until then you know like it's 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 that it's the holding your breath watching something waiting for something to happen um and jordan peele masters that in this in this and every other of his films he's just so good at keeping the audience's attention holding on to it making you wait until the last possible second and then he lets you go. And it's just, it's so good and so thrilling. Yeah. And, like the, um, uh, every time the the alien, the saucer flies over anything, all the electronics fade out. Even in like a, a cell phone, like something mm-hmm. it shouldn't really have that effect over. Everything goes out. And just so you kind of hear their, like, you hear their lack of breath when it is over and they're, oh shit. But then it flies away and everything comes back on. It's like, oh, my God. Like, ah. Uh. And for us, we end up doing the same thing because it's like, what's yeah. going to happen? Absolutely. And Absolutely. there are times where, the, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, this fucking alien is flying. It's, it's very clearly at a distance. But as it gets more agitated, it gets closer and closer and closer. And it's just like. And it's not even trying to hide after a certain point. It's just there. Uh, um, yeah, it was it was very well done. I think I told you when we were leaving, 
Um, the last time I, I was like this kind of creeped out by one of these type of movies. So when I was a kid, when I saw, uh, signs in the movie theater. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I would say signs and, uh, jaws was the thing that I thought of watching this movie. Like this is very much a, a jaws type, just sort of, so good. It's it's, right. Go see this movie. Go see this movie. Um, scarometer i can't remember what we what we do on this show um the the, the uh, nopometer yeah the nopometer <laughs> how many uh how how scary would you say this movie was uh for you and how how effective were those scares um hmm that's a good question cuz i don't think i don't think the movie was scary scary um mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3.5 and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm going 3.5. Um, because it wasn't like scary, but the buildup to those scares, they very, they made me, they made me react. They made me jump. Um, but it's not like yeah. something I was like scared. So if someone is expecting to be like terrified this whole movie, I don't think you're going to get that. Um, but every time they do utilize like a jump scare or something like that, I mean, when when the alien gets close, I found myself like, "What's going to happen?" Holding my breath and like, I think, so I think I would go I for scare agree. factor three point five. I, I think th- I think three and a half is is fair. I might even go with a four, only because I I completely agree, and I think that this is less of a scary movie and way more of a gripping the side of your chair right like holding your breath kind of movie um right yeah i i think i would i would go with that i i think that's totally fair on a a scare perspective and then in the uh our overall uh quality just out of five uh out of five ufos what do you (laughs) what do you get what are they what do they call it? UPAs or something? They say they don't know what the hell UPAs that is. UPAs or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I maybe I'm just kind of riding high on it. I would go with either a four point five or a five. Like I, I've real I as a movie, just as a movie, I really, really like this one. Um, and yeah, I think I would go with with somewhere around that. Five out of five for me, easily. Easily. One of my favorite movies of the year. I think I have it um, currently at number two on my ranking of the movies that I've seen this year. I, I yeah. have it at my second favorite behind only uh, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which right. if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see that movie. It's right. it's perfect. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is a remarkable piece of filmmaking. Uh, a wonderful uh, uh, example of what good art is and should be. Yeah. Go see Nope, everybody. Yeah. This, is, this is a damn good movie. Especially like in a, don't get me wrong. I love me a good franchise. I love me a good series, all that jazz. But that said, like there's not a lot of like quality, like original stuff out there and this is so like unlike anything you've ever seen um yeah it's just it it's just you 
you feel a certain fullness and satisfaction when you go to the movie theater and you see like a really good movie. And that's what I felt leaving this one. That's why I had to take a day and like just kind of think about what the hell I just watched. Yeah, just let it sit with a minute. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I, yeah. it's it's so rare that you find a movie that that you have to do that with that you just that you tell yourself like I just need to sit with this for a minute like wow that was incredible it's just so overwhelming um, yeah absolutely and yeah this, this movie yeah did and that. I completely agree with you with uh, yeah uh, uh, it not being part of any other IP is is so good uh, uh, there are only four films this year that I've given five out of fives to so far um and three of them are completely original ips and the fourth one is uh based off of a U- a a youtube series from when we were kids so like it might it's not even like a true ip like it's something completely what was that different. marcel marcel the shell marcel the shell with shoes on oh. five out of five stars man that movie's what? so cute it's it. incredible oh Interesting. I'll have to check that out. I, oh, I'm dude, familiar with the old YouTube videos, but yeah, man, you need to go see that movie. It's so good. Uh, um, interesting. The other movie um, I, I have five out of five for is RRR. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix. Mm. It's three hours long. I mean, it is it is definitely a a commitment to watch, but and it's in uh, uh, Hindi. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 good. It's right bonkers as hell in the best it, way it's, man it's like a bollywood movie right or bollywood style yeah yeah yeah. gotcha okay yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah i might have to check that out too um i've i've seen clips of bollywood stuff and their their movies are just buck wild <laughs> um yeah but yeah I, I i if you haven't if you have any hesitation if you're listening to this you probably watched it um but uh if you if you manage to go through this and you still haven't watched it, go watch it. It's very good. <laughs> Us talking about it doesn't really do it as much justice. Um, but yeah, I, I have to say I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy this movie, and it just gives you an appreciation for like the there's how many horror movies that come out a year. Earlier this year, we watched fucking Texas Chainsaw. Hated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the, the new <laughs> one. Um, didn't, yeah. I didn't particularly like the original either, but that wasn't. That's because it was but good at what it did. Yeah. yeah, the new one. It just what it yeah. was just bad. But you see something it like was this. It's just a dumb, dumb bad movie. Right. <laughs> and then you see this, and it, you, the type of quality that can go into someone into this movie when it when someone who understands and cares and knows what story they're trying to tell. Even if we can't fully pick up on the story they're trying to tell, they know what story they're trying to tell. And it's, yeah, it was just incredible. So, um, yeah, I would, I would agree. I think I just talked myself into a five. Yeah, that was a five out of five. (laughs) Yay. Uh, great. Well, uh, next up, I think, uh, we're going to try and find a day that we can both, uh, do a get out and us, uh, double feature. And then we'll we'll do an episode on those and, and finish out Jordan Peele uh the jordan peelogy trilogy uh-huh. <laughs> yeah no i like peelogy that's good yeah, peelogy um, um and then uh and then we'll we'll find the next great horror something to talk about and uh yeah and we'll be back 
we, and at we've some got point, the summer camp is wrapping up for you, so hopefully we'll be able to get back to a, a decent recording schedule. Yeah, and then I start rehearsals for another show, so I mean, we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, it'll be easier though, because it, it'll be. I actually have days off, um, so that will be fine. Um, uh, just because you know, summer camp never on the weekends. I'm lesson planning, so uh, anyway. <laughs> um, at some point, we'll also uh, be doing kind of a joint episode. We had a hell of a big Marvel announcement, and it warrants uh, a oh, mashup yes. of our two shows to uh, to talk about it all, because, my God. <laughs> I'm so um, excited about this. Oh, man. And all the people who bitched about Phase 4 aren't invited. That's right, <laughs> jerks. Yeah, go somewhere and sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, thank you all for joining us as always and um as we say at the end of every episode peace and blessings may the lord go with you nope (laughs) nope